Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, friends. Hey, it's Sex Nerd Sandra here. Hello, we're just Sandra. No, we're casual. It's fine. Um, so we have a very interesting episode for you today. It's got a lot of variety in it. And I guess, I mean, I've got, Dave and I are going to talk for a bit about a whole wide variety of things. Uh, some sumo wrestling went down, some sex labbing. Uh, I got sex nerd shamed recently in the bedroom. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Um, we share our sex sounds <laughs> a bit, uh, some political sexual chemistry stuff going on. There seems to be a theme around uh, being the change you want to see in the bedroom, uh, empowering yourself sexually. Um, uh, Dave's going to talk about how he quit smoking, just sort of being the most awesome you can be. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, one woman who's done, oh, I'm going to interview Dee Dennis, who uh, did a lot of great work to make change in the world uh, sexually uh, through bringing sex nerds together. Now, just between you and me, I'm going to take a moment because I know I'd mentioned the last couple episodes that uh, I was going to throw a event called Sex Nerds Unite down at Meltdown. And I, you know, I just to peek behind the curtain here. I get it. I'm the sex educator. I'm the one who is like, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you information and, and be the person who knows a lot of things. But honestly, sometimes I just want to have fun. And sexuality is a great way to get people together and just laugh and be goofy. And so I, uh, we had stopped doing the live recording of a podcast in front of the audience because for me it was kind of not mm, fun for me, I mean, Dave was having a comedian blast, and and I love workshopping. I love standing in front of a group of people and just, like, totally, I mean, my workshops are hilarious. Like, they're just so much fun, and I come away being like, that was the bomb. However, the podcast in front of an audience, not that fun, and I have to say, a lot of you want me to come to Australia, and you guys want Dave and me to pack our bags and get over to New York, uh, the UK, wherever... Yes, I I want to grow that. It just felt really kind of not fun to do the just the podcast. I mean, just for Dave and me to sit behind a table with microphones and talk to you guys. You know, you might pay twenty to thirty bucks for a ticket, and then you just see what you can download. Maybe some interesting local guests. That to me, not that interesting. But you know what happened at Sex Nerds Unite? Hilarity, the funnest thing. First of all. I got to drink because I knew I wasn't going to be doing like, you know, the heavy lifts, lifting of being like the sex teacher. Uh, instead, dude. Okay. So we had, we had a really good turnout at Meltdown actually. And all like the coolest, um, like people who come to like a lot of our shows like showed up, like just to be like lots of couples, uh, lots of real smart, young, single, interesting people. And, um, I had questions like I, uh, I asked the audience about like long distance relationship tips. Because I had a, an email from a guy whose wife was stationed over in Iraq. And amazing stuff came out about it. And and actually, it really helped me because um, in the next few months, I'm going to have a couple on. We're going to do a long-distance relationship show. Uh, and then I asked uh, about this really uh, difficult sex-negative spouse issue. You know, someone wrote in because their their spouse was totally not into any experimentation. Got a lot of great feedback about that. Um how to establish a good fuck buddy rapport. That was a question. And dude, uh, the people in the audience were, I mean, lots of people were quiet. Not everyone. Like, you don't have to talk. But the people who did, like, had really great stuff to say. Sometimes a little awkward. I kept it in line, you know. I was a little referee. Um, but then I had games. And I'll tell you right now, there is nothing like asking the audience for sex nerds who are specifically good at anal romancing to come up on stage there is nothing like the look on an audience's face when you, you put on two black gloves and ask anal sex masters to come up so i had two people come up on stage and 
play a game I like to call Romance My Ass. I made that shit up. Why? Because I just want to have fun. And I had them both pretend that my fist was my ass. And they had to try and get it comfortable and relaxed. So I put the gloves on. They could use lube if they wanted. And each of them had a hand, literally. So... I, I cannot tell you how much fun this was. And it took the idea of touring with the podcast from kind of like a chore where we just sat there and talked like we were on a podcast. To like, oh, we can have fun. We can have lots of fun. Uh, and there were prizes. I mean, it was crazy. So I guess what I'm saying to you guys is uh, if there's something in your life you don't like, uh, you can change it because I thought I was stuck with this really static podcast format in front of live audiences. And nope, nope, I can, you don't even want to know the, well, maybe you do. But it's, I mean, I did at least eight games or contests or um, audience participation things where no one was embarrassed. Like, it wasn't like, like no one was made to look bad. Like everyone had a great time and everyone walked away feeling like they really contributed and had a good time. So thank you to everyone in LA who showed up. We even had like a guy from Chicago show up who was in town for a conference. So he, he stopped by and that was great to meet him. Anyway, uh, just just like this has been such a crazy journey doing this show and uh, <laughs> talking to you every week, every week. And I love doing this. So thank you so much for listening and continuing to listen and enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Hello, sex nerds. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. There's so much to say right now. Um, before I forget, because I have to tell you guys this, at the end of October, October 27th, which is a Saturday, if you're Bay Area sex nerds, I'm going to be at the Good Vibes Sex Summit. It's a one-day conference. You're going to be talking about sex positivity. There's going to be tons of awesome people there. So, And I would love to meet you. So come on out and hang out with me. I'm going to be tweeting from the event and, and talking about it. So I don't, I don't remember exactly. What was like, the date there? What was that date? October 27th. October 27th. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Are we, are we in San Francisco? I'm also going to be in San Francisco that day. <laughs> but we can't carpool because you're going to be with a bunch of people. Yeah, my car is full. It's okay. Uh, I might go up with um, Amy Jo Goddard, who's an amazing sex um, An amazing educator. sex. Just say amazing I mean, sex. She She's has, an amazing she, sex. She is an amazing sex. Yeah. She actually is an amazing sex, if you look at just liking the idea of a she. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. I like those. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to be doing that, and you're going to be, where are you going to be? I'm, I'm going to be at the Coach Whips reunion show. <laughs> oh, so did that comedy related, which part <laughs> No, yay? not at all. Okay. It's actually one of the, probably the, it might, it might be the first time since I started comedy that I'm traveling not for comedy. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I, except one time I visited my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so um, also, uh, thank you again for all these stories that are coming in. Please, if you do hey, have you're welcome. a story. Thank, did you send me one? I today? sent all of the ones that you got. I oh. wrote them all. Oh. Different email address. You're really good at writing. Thank you. There's some amazing you're stories. You're really good at writing. <laughs> Man, it's you're really good at talking. Yeah. Uh, all of those communication skills. Sure. Um, so anyway, if you want to keep sending them to me, uh, sexnerdsandra at gmail.com. They are also, great. Thank you. I've gotten a handful of them, too. Yeah? yeah. Oh, send them to me. Send them to me. I did. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, those. Oh, yeah, good stuff. And you're <laughs> so good at responding. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, just so you know, also, Dave and I just celebrated our birthdays. Yeah. We are. We were born so close together. I was a lame ass, and I couldn't make it to Sandra's birthday party. I which totally is made it to yours. You did, and it was yeah, it was awesome. We did not get to wrestle, <laughs> okay. which is unfortunate. So on Twitter and Facebook, uh, the Sex Nerd Sandra Facebook page, I asked people to think of a sumo name because I was like, I even texted you like, Dave, I challenge you to a duel. I didn't get what that meant when you texted me that. I just thought it was like a like a funny thing. No, that you wrote. It was I was thrown down. And later when I saw when the suits arrived, I was like, oh. Oh, that's what she. I am dumb. I'm a dumb person. <laughs> and then we get to the the party, and I I don't know. I might embarrass you about this, but fine. I like go over. It's like it's later in the party, and I go over, and you know, there's tons of people there. Personally, I came for the viewing of cute nerdy people. Uh, <laughs> there were what, a lot of cute nerdy people yeah, there, so I, I went for that. Um, and to celebrate you and the tamales, very good. Great tamales. Um, yeah. and I go, I'm like, Dave, it's time. Let's fight. And you're just like, 
Mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's really... true. I did say that, but it wasn't that late in the party. It was like at 10 o'clock or something. It was at like 1030. Yeah. And my reasoning was uh-huh. that I didn't want to yet. <laughs> because he didn't want to get sweaty because oh, then that. there were at least three people at the party that he might get to go home with and he didn't want to be gross. Yeah, and I didn't go home with anyone from the party. <laughs> but there were, I said three, there were two girls there that I really wanted to talk to mm-hmm. and I didn't really get the chance mm-hmm. to talk to them much mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> there were so many people there yeah, that I knew. But yeah, that was the reason. I didn't want to get all sweaty and not be able to hit on girls. Right. Uh, but then I, I waited and, uh, you know, nothing happened anyway. It's so, okay. So I ended so up... I should have just beat your ass. <laughs> Dude, okay. I would have so, taken you down. Right. There is so much... I mean, we're just... There's so much... He's hitting me with knit sperms and, like, inflatable condoms. And I'm like, I'm ready to, like, throw down Oh, and, you like, have fight. rage, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm like... Well, I just am generally a, a ragey, aggressive, like, wrestly type person. Sure. Of course, if you actually get me to wrestle, I'm just laughing the whole time. I didn't realize how angry it was making you when I was hitting you with the stuffed sperm. I'm sorry, Sandra. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. I'm just holding it in. Hit people with sperm. Mm. I like hitting women with sperm. Nah. Splashback. Nah. <laughs> yeah, splashback. Totally. And uh, no, I get into the sumo suit to fight Sam, who works with Mark Marin. She's she's Sam-rella. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So we get into our uh, sumo suits the minute. Now Dave has been like, you know, birthday man, bruising. The minute I get into my sumo suit, suddenly he appears and has nothing to do except pay attention to me, and it's just. You're like poking me and like pushing me to like almost fall over. Like, oh, did you remember this? No, I don't remember. Oh this my at god, all. you're like yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm like Dave, stop. <laughs> like Dave. Was it? Uh, oh man, was it bad? Was I? No, no, no. It was fine. No, no, no. Okay, no. It good. was more funny because I was like, of course, the minute I have no way of fighting back is when you just start like yeah. It's oh, I just showed up out of nowhere and was like yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing about those suits that is like. The first time I got knocked down in it, I was terrified because I you can't get up. You're stuck. You can't get up on your own, and it's so big. Once I, and then I just accepted that I couldn't get up, and I thought it was hilarious. Although, but I do have a picture of you pinching your sumo nipples because you yeah. got into a suit after, so I have, I have that. You should put that on the Facebooks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should. Yeah. Should because I have a picture. Well, I just look raged and, and excited in my sumo suit. Yeah, it felt really voluptuous in it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you were very voluptuous. <laughs> huge, huge boobs. Uh, <laughs> Massive boobs. Oh, oh okay. Suit. So I want to thank um, three people because I, I called out to people to ask, uh, what should my sumo wrestling name be in case I do fight Dave that night? And at Dat Studios came up with Sex Gur Sandra, which I really liked. Sex Gur Sandra. Yeah. And then Ian Kleinfeld on Facebook said Flex Nerd Sandra. Flex Nerd, that's yeah. great. That's my fave. Although this one has poetic um, value to it. Alicia on Facebook. And I'm saying names because it's a public forum on the Sex Nerd Sandra page. Uh, Sandra is the boss versus Dave to the Ross. <laughs> and I was like, aw, aw, aw yeah. You gotta love a run. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy that. Oh, and P.S., because uh, I've had a lot of people encourage me to do this and finally I'm like okay because I'm kind of shy but if people want to send stuff to us gifts whatever oh wait, I have skincare products somebody sent a client really slash listeners sent us skincare products and I keep forgetting to give you yours so I actually uh, a, uh, a fan and friend of ours gave us um, uh, some art that I have oh. had in my yeah a piece for each of us <sighs> That I've had in my trunk for a month and have, like, every time I see you, I've forgotten to give it to you. So make sure. cool things. Yeah, totally. Oh, please. Oh, totally. Um, also, those dildos. I never had those dildos back. I yeah, I still have the dildos. <laughs> Did I tell you the story about when I took my car in? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I want to talk more about this thing, but now I want to know what happened with the dildos in the car. Remember what we were talking about, and okay, I'll tell you okay, this okay. story really, really quickly. Mainly, um, I wanted to thank those people for the sumo thing, but then also, because it was my birthday that came up, I uh, created a Sex Nerd Sondra wish list on Amazon.com. Oh, so cool. if you use sexnerdsondra at gmail.com, look at my Amazon list. There's a lot of really random stuff there, but I, you know what? I was kind of hesitant to do this, but now I love it because you can put sassy little comments as to why you want every single thing on the list, <laughs> and every single one has a sexual like thing about oh, it. Oh, my God. Uh, I gotta look at this. <laughs> There's actually one about you. Really? Yeah. Is there a Dave Ross blow up doll that you can buy on <laughs> on uh, Amazon? No, but that'd be fun. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. I would fuck myself. 
Oh my god, he would. He's so narcissistic. <laughs> anyway, I, okay, so there's that. Um, I want to talk about this crazy thing that I just went to, but I have to know what Dave asked for dildos. Oh yeah, okay. So uh, like a year ago or nine months ago or something. A while ago. I, yeah. yeah, I I had written a sketch that involved uh, the characters having huge dicks so i just needed to borrow dildos uh sandra gave me two dildos from pleasure chest mm-hmm. yes, and we never ended up shooting that sketch because it occurred to us uh that stella uses dildos a lot uh do you know stella no oh it's it's michael ian black david wayne and michael showalter oh, okay yeah uh really really well-known famous group um and so we ended up doing it. But then I never, I just had them. And I had them in the trunk of my car for a long time. Slowly melting because they're low quality. Oh, are they? Yeah, still oh, the maybe gels. they're melted now. Yeah. Well, we opened them when Mosho was here so long ago for that episode. And it made the entire studio just smell terrible, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just smelled like it was rubber. Just ugh. If your toy smells bad, that's a toxic sign. Put a condom on it or, you know, figure out if that's the toy you want. Then move to something like medical grade silicone that's non-toxic. Wow. Yeah. Hey, this is an educational health show. It is show. an educational health show. As fascinating as our personal lives are. I just wanted to talk about dildos. <laughs> but what happened to the mechanic? We went, oh, no, oh, they no. didn't find it. No one no one found them, oh. uh, which is really too bad. Oh. But I I had to take my car in and I dropped it off late at night and like put the key in the Dropbox. And after I had already put the key in the Dropbox... Mm-hmm. And I had like gotten all my stuff out. I realized that the dildos were in the trunk <laughs> of the car, and I was like, "Well, I could f- try to figure out how to get in there." And nah, fuck it. I'll just I'll just leave it there. They probably won't look in the trunk. And as I was walking away, one of the um, salespeople from mm-hmm. the car dealership because I took it to the dealer was leaving, and he he was walking the opposite way I was along the building and stopped at this window and bangs on the window mm-hmm. and uh and uh one of his friends is working in there and he just says i don't remember exactly what he said but he just said something like hey man hey man show me your dick man hey man <laughs> hey man let's see your dick man show me your dick hey fuck you and just like walked away and i was like if these guys find those dildos I'm, my life is over. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be all over, uh, you know, whatever, the forums, uh, the anti-wimp forums. <laughs> I, uh, I worked for a very short time at a car dealership as the receptionist. Really? And experienced, uh, like, being the den mom to all the car salesmen for a very short time. And it was really interesting. There, It was like being in a frat culture. house, I would imagine. It was, and they all had really sad sort of love lives. <laughs> and it was really? just Yeah, so I ended up kind of talking about love and sex a lot with them and kind of feeling their pain. A lot of them were trying to quit smoking. It was just really obvious. By the way, how are you doing with quitting smoking thing? I haven't had a cigarette in nine days. Oh, congratulations. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. Seriously, you. this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of sexy, ladies. Ladies, it's kind of sexy. Kind of sexy, not smoking. <laughs> Man, Sandra, thank you. You're like my sex life hype person. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'm I'm a born encourager. I just I want people to be in good places. And hey, man, I think I even Facebook this. I'm like, not smoking means you taste better. More yeah, you active, did. You That's know? I have a sworn oath to myself that I would never date anyone that smokes. Really? Yeah. No, I know that that's a thing that exists. That there are girls that do that. Yeah, I did. Also, it, it does. It makes you smell terrible. And um, I dated a smoker who'd been smoking for a long time, and his saliva was more uh, mucusy. Yeah, and he had a, that cough. That and there sense. was something kind of gross about making out with someone who just their saliva texture was different because of a, a lifestyle choice. And so I just have that kind of like, blah, blah. sure. Blah. I didn't want to tell you this before because I didn't want to make you feel bad. But now that you're not smoking, that's <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I like that you didn't want to tell me that because I was smoking, but now we're saying it to a bunch of smokers. This is a, anyone can listen to this. I don't like to, well, that's true, but this is my own <laughs> personal story. And because you and I are friends, I, I don't like to just sort of shame someone because of my own personal life. Like, oh man, gross guy, boyfriend number five over there. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> but... Okay, anyway, congrats, that's what I'm saying. By the way, I just got a text. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give you any context. All it says is this. I owe you four slices of bread. That's the text <laughs> that I got. I have a weird life. Because oh, my friends. roommate took my bread. 
Um, I had a sex nerd date this past week, and I. What does that mean? You you went on a date with a sex nerd, or you had a date to talk about sex nerdery? Set a date to have hands-on sexual contact. <laughs> but not necessarily for romantic purposes and not to necessarily to get off. More Actually, you have a weird life. My life is normal. It was an investigative... Uh, you had sex with someone. No, we didn't have sex. More, they had their hands on me. And we were, honestly, it was a... Because um, I texted them to ask if I could use their their name. And so I'm still waiting for the text back. It's like, ah. But um, this person might be on the show at some point. Cool. It was really interesting. But it was cool. a sex lab. They're a trained um, sexological body worker. And so... And I haven't worked with anyone in that field. And that they do a lot of work with arousal and um, just getting you more familiar with your body. And, I mean, i constantly thinking about sex in a non-sexy way a lot of the time. And so to have them lube up with the gloves on, very, I mean, like, like very professional-like. We set up a time where they mapped my genitals and they went around and touched everything just in a really slow way. Huh. And I wasn't aroused at all. But... They were able to just, I was able to lie there with no pressure of performance, no pressure, no expectation, and just go, oh, that feels tingly. Oh, that feels like nothing. Absolutely nothing. And being able to notice within the centimeters difference um, where on my body. And they actually, um, when they went inside, um, because I really wanted to check deeper uh, uh, nerve clusters. I'd never... For all the dating and love and romance that goes on in, in my life, I don't generally have sex labs with someone, especially if I'm in a committed relationship with them because you just kind of like, yay, sexy time, sexy, oh, like your body, you know, it's just fun time. But It's just hilarious. Like, it just wouldn't occur to anyone else to have a sex lab. It's funny. I just, it's, it's funny to me because I just heard you say, I just don't get to have sex labs. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, so foreign to me. But, I mean, you get emails and you talk, meet people who listen to the show. I sure, mean, yeah. you're out there listening to this and, and you want to maybe be a better lover or be better explore. Yeah. The problem with being in an erotic situation where you're getting it on. Well, you can't really sense. learn. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like stop and be like, wait a minute, a little to the left. A little, oh, interesting. That's why you're saying the same thing over and over again. Cause your brain is. Yeah. Oh my God. Hindered. Oh my God. Yes, oh God. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. No, yeah. no, stop. Interesting. Please, oh, please, fascinating. Please. Oh, do it some more. Fascinating. <laughs> the I movie mean... taken. The movie taken. <laughs> the movie taken. That's what I say. <laughs> I just saw a movie. So, um. It wasn't taken. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess I'm bringing up the sex lab thing because, okay, so this episode where we're just talking about there's so much crazy stuff going on, but I've, I've been thinking a lot about. What have you been thinking a lot about? Well, sex labbing and the permission to explore and the difficulty with exploring and learning at the same time as you're trying to get it on and be sexy. Because sure. there, this is the catalyst moment, and it's which is funny because our uh, interview with D. Dennis. I have an interview with D. Dennis that we're going to be have at the end of the uh, podcast, and she is the founder of uh, Catalyst Con. Was oh, the, yeah, yeah, where we just I, went. I was there, yeah. and she's just a you know just a regular American woman, just living a life, husband, kids, and then she decided to create something, and it's now becoming a huge, wonderful community where people can learn and exchange ideas. Yeah, that's great. But the catalyst for what I'm talking about right now is that I was with someone sexually and it was sexy and it was hot and we were exploring um, anal play. Mm -hmm. So uh, they were in anal and the lube and like, ooh, sexy time. Ooh, well, that feels good, right? Is and that what then, you were saying? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh yeah. Ooh, sexy yeah. time. Sexy ooh. time. Uh -huh. um, sexy time. Sexy time. I am so far removed from the actual sounds that I make. Um, oh, yeah. Zach. It's just, can you even... Yeah, um, yeah. I should record myself. It's probably awful sounding. Ugh. Uh, I'm sure that's what I do. I think people think that uh, they're... I don't know. I'm sure don't it's know about this. incredibly hot, but it's weird to think about it as hot mm. when you're not turned on. I just say I don't know a lot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. Like the pre-sneeze. I don't know. I don't, I don't, um, I never knew my real father. I say that a lot. Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. No, I knew my real father. Yeah. He folds laundry. He's fine. And gets mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard that story. Yeah. Um, so, there, 
they're in my ass with their finger and I go, oh, wait, a little, a little more shallow right after the sphincters. Okay, now bend toward my belly button. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh that feels really good. Oh, oh yeah, wait. Press more, press more. A little bit to the left. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Did you tape this? <laughs> no. You no, should have taped just, this. This is just in the bedroom because it shifted from, ooh, hot, uh, hotness to like, oh wait, no, there is there is things to be mined in this. I actually, like, <laughs> I think I tw- tweeted about anal G's body recently. And, they're just kind of there watching me have this like thinking moment. I'm just sort of suddenly using them as my teaching uh, tool, like help me with something. Like I'm just trying to figure something out. Just wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. And then they kind of just look at me and go, "You are such a nerd." <laughs> it was, <laughs> and I kind of felt bad. Like yeah, it, I would too. Yeah, so I was friends. I was called out for being a nerd during anal penetration, not in a sexy or loving kind of way, and I felt bad. Well, you can't, you know. I know where that person was coming from. I know. It's okay. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, uh, I felt but bad, I, Dave. Hear me. It's okay. Hear me. I hear you. <laughs> it's okay that you did that. No, no, no. It's okay. It's, um, and then I started to do sexy things and it became really hot again. And sure. Like we, you know, and then fireworks went off and everybody was happy. Um, but I talked to them after about it. I was like, uh, why... Why did you say that? And they were like, basically, the, the sexy just left the bedroom sure. for like a minute. Yeah. And so I realized that I need to create times in my life for just experimentation and learning. And I think when people say, like, oh, with my wife or my husband or my partner or my uh, one night stand or, you know, my you know, fuck buddy or whoever, like, I want to learn stuff. I'm trying to figure stuff out. But they're doing it at the same time that they're trying to have sexy time. And it's really awkward when you're like in your head to figure shit out at the same time as trying to just let go yeah those are two very different things yeah so i encourage you to sex lab is what i'm saying oh okay yeah you dave me Ross. specifically yeah i'm looking at you well i will when uh i have a partner but i don't yeah sex lab by yourself i'm really telling the people listening i know that's you i'm talking to you right now it's weird when you say you and people don't know if i'm looking at you or people listening that is weird yeah she came up for with a different word. I'm looking at the say the when you're the. talking about the audience. I'm looking at the. So I don't know. It's as much as we love sex just for hotness sake. It's it's important to just get off. So anyway, my anal G spotting experience. I'm still trying to figure out anal spotting. If you have any thoughts or experiences on um, female anal G spotting, which is putting something in just past the sphincters, like two inches or so and curving toward the belly button and uh, female ejaculation or really good feelings or odd feelings uh, with or without vaginal penetration. I am trying to figure that out because I don't, I don't, I, some people seem to claim really amazing sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's just like, yeah. 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 No. Anyway. What? I don't know. It was this sorry. I uh, being to- full disclosure. Huh. I zoned out at the end there. No, it's okay. I got really. Sometimes deep. you know you just start thinking about anal G spotting and you and its relation to your life. <laughs> um, uh huh. And you stop focusing on the moment. So I apologize. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's okay. I get distracted sometimes during uh, conferences when I start thinking about sexy things, and then I go, "Wait a minute! Oh, I'm learning something right now." Oh. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing about sex nerdery. Yeah. Uh, I like sex. It's like really hard for me to not just think about how I want to have sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try and <laughs> when anything come, comes up. I try and show up to the podcast sexually satisfied. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it seems like maybe you have more of an option of when that can happen for yourself than I do. You know what oh. I mean? You don't do like a quick jerk off in the car on the way over? Oh, I see what you mean. No, I don't jerk off in the car on no. the way over. Maybe okay. I will. I've never, I've jerked off in the car a bunch of times, but I've never came oh. from jerking off in the oh, car. Oh, you should. It's really fun. Yeah? It is. It, there's something about... But it's hard to masturbate and drive. Well, that's the challenge. I guess, well, okay. And I haven't wanted to... You know what? It, it's a fear. I have, like, tried to, uh, uh, like, I've aroused myself and, and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to, like, come in my pants, because then what if I, like, get pulled over? You know what I mean? Then I've got cum in my pants. <laughs> and there's a cop okay, who you, knows I have cum in my pants. Uh, I, I imagine taking him out of your pants, throwing like a, t- like a paper towel over it, and then just 
Taking who out of my pants? Him. You said him. Who's him? Mr. Willie. Oh, my penis. Yeah, that penis guy. Oh, so I would take my, yeah, okay, yeah, I could do that. But that's like a lot of effort. I wouldn't see like, it doesn't seem that to be that easy to take your dick out of your pants, jerk off into like a tissue like you would if you weren't okay, driving okay, a car. Okay. We, we, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a penis. It's, sometimes it's hard to find some one sort of you could figure this out. Maybe like put a bag over it. The cleanest way to have access to your penis while driving and not have any residue get on your pants inside or out. Like, like is it like a... A rubber band with a paper towel that you kind of put over like a little co- tea cozy on your cock but then you can't really jerk off yeah you can't really you? jerk off I mean I guess you could have like a plastic bag that you just sort of put your hand and your dick in <laughs> yeah maybe and then you jerk off oh. into the bag into the get in the bag yeah. I, I talked to my cousin. anyway um, this is totally ridiculous and I love it um, yeah it's my favorite thing but okay what just happened in my life, it's kind of throwing off, uh, I, I cannot, my mind is blown. I just went to the Obama fundraiser here in Los Angeles. Oh, yay. I got to see President Obama and That's stuff. That's so cool. And like Stevie Wonder and Katy Perry and um, God, John Bon Jovi and... Uh, Stevie Wonder, Katy Perry and John Bon Jovi are all Democrats? <laughs> yeah, and George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney was Wow. There. Yeah. That's weird. George Clooney is a Democrat? Okay. The I inter- guess a lot of people in entertainment are Democrats. I mean, I had a really good time, but something I realized, because I hadn't really thought about it, but Michelle and Barack Obama have amazing sexual chemistry. Like you just Oh, yeah, tell, they're all over each other. You can tell they're just like, they actually care for each other and love you, and they actually are like into it. They get down. Yeah. They clearly get down. And of all the politicians and their partners that I've seen in my life, I, I there's something refreshing about people being honestly just... Like you can tell that there's like an energy exchange there. They're not just sort of frozen people in front of the camera. You're like, oh. sure. You I actually it. sort of thought that about George W. Bush and Laura Bush. Did I like you? looking at them. Thought like, wow, those two fuck. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no. Normally it's it's like a really cold, yeah, uh, relationship. Yeah, I'm into it. Because Bill Clinton was so like suave and smooth, but Hillary was really like cold and standoffish. Sort of, she was. Yeah, sometimes she didn't I considered, put, out, put out a sexual vibe, really. No, I, I thought maybe there was something like power dynamic fun in the bedroom, but... Mm, With Bill and Hillary? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, clearly he's into some weird stuff, you know? That came out. Was he? I mean, the intern play? Yeah, he put a cigar in her vagina. Oh, that, right. I mean... Okay, that's kind of <laughs> naughty. Yeah. Yeah, that's kinky. At the least, that's kinky, if not, like, insane. You know, I hadn't really even thought about that part, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. He was president, and he did that. (laughs) That's so strange. Like, it's okay, whatever. But, like, just don't do that if you're president, right? (laughs) Wait, hey, hey. You know what? I encourage all people to have healthy sexualities and whatever that means for themselves or no sexuality. What? Are you really arguing with me about this? He was president of the United States and he cheated on his wife by sticking a, a cigar into his secretary's vagina. Oh, see, uh, I was <laughs> isolating. I was isolating specifically the act of using a cigar for vaginal pre- penetration as not a presidential thing to do, whether it be with your partner or whatever. Sure. I really, I, I say the kinkier the better. No, you know? yeah. Um, you know, let loose a little. Jeez, read Mahako's phrase. You know, be the change you want to see in the bedroom. It's like you know, I just sure. I don't know when I, I'm not very political, but I'm inspired right now. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the uh, th- the idea that Barack and Michelle Obama like have crazy sex. It makes me laugh so hard to think of. I have a joke about this actually. Really, I feel safe. Like it makes me feel safer to know that there is a healthy relationship at the top of the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like that, I feel safe. That's a good point. Um, because a great sex life to me is a strong sign that there's honesty and, and authenticity there. Sure. Well, yeah, and the ability to, um, if you have a healthy relationship, then you know what compromise is. Mm-hmm. You know how to talk about problems. Mm-hmm. You know how to voice your own, uh, you know, insecurities and problems with things. Like, those are all, you have to do all those mm-hmm. things to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's huge for <sighs> a president to have. It's really nice. It starts, I think, with healthy people. And so for me to feel very empowered coming out of a kind of a political rally, it's kind of like I feel really empowered to like, for instance, feeling like maybe what I've been doing in my sex life personally hasn't really been working. You know, combining the sex nerdery with just regular like playtime. Sure. Maybe it's time for me to separate those, you know. Sure. Notice what works for me. No one in my life has ever said, hey, I separate sex play with from sex labs but like i'm noticing that for me that might work you know it's kind of like ask yourself like, what works for you to have an amazing sex life you know what do you need i don't know that's that's how i'm feeling right now also i really reject anyone ever calling me a sex nerd angrily in bed i uh, <laughs> put my foot down if anyone out there ever sleeps with me don't call me a sex nerd in bed i'll punch you in the face no i won't i'll just well, cry but you gotta you gotta not remove the arousal from the room also it's a two-way str- I'm just saying, if that's your demand, then what? you also have to agree to not sex lab when you're, when you're having a, you know, sexy yep. time. But I would like, because you know that the sexiness is going to come back. I mean, it doesn't, you don't just ruin the moment forever. I know how to make, to take a moment to be like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, now back into the sexy. Like, I can ebb and flow, you know, and I want. I mean, no, I, I believe you. I, I, I can have I'm just saying. I'm pointing at you. I don't even know why I'm arguing this <laughs> I with you. Know. I think it's probably because I haven't smoked in a week. Uh, but but I'm just thinking about if I were to be sleeping with someone and we were both really turned on and I was doing something that they liked and they were like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let me get my notebook or whatever. I would just be like, this is, I don't want to be here anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, totally. Mm. Don't bum you, me out. See, I want someone in bed who is excited to learn more about my body and is like, oh, we're finding oh, something. Oh, well, there's that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want, I'm like, yeah. Like, let's, yeah, let me find out more about how to make your ass be like totally excited. You know, instead of like, Jesus, seriously. It's like, oh my God, my ass. Hello, don't we want to be in my ass? Isn't that something that we want like on the table? Like, um, wait, what? Right? I mean, of course. <laughs> Dave. anyway okay we're gonna uh, so uh now uh i'm segueing to uh, an interview uh d dennis who was totally swamped during catalyst con was so sweet to put aside 20 minutes to sit and talk with me uh during catalyst so uh this is me finding out how she created an awesome sex positive event uh okay thank you sexy monkeys thanks guys Hey, sex nerds, naughty monkeys, you guys, yeah, you. Um, this is a bonus interview. I know Dave and I were doing a couple interviews uh, during this weekend, but we're, I'm still at Catalyst Con, and I'm here with the uh, queen bee, basically, designer, um, spearheader, head bitch. Head bitch in charge. <laughs> D. Dennis. Um, D. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me just to like talk about this massively wonderful thing you've created. Oh, no problem. I'm thrilled to talk about it. I love it. It's my baby. Oh, and then we all get to enjoy your baby all weekend. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I probably shouldn't have said baby in a sexuality conference <laughs> together. That's a no-no, huh? That's okay. Adult babies. We're all adults here. So, um, so okay, guys. We talk about creating change in your own and having the bravery to like speak up in your love life and um, you know be the most awesome you can be. And a lot of you guys tweet at me and email at me saying, I want to be a sex educator. I'm inspired. I want to create something in my own community. Uh, Dee has created an entire conference uh, with a long list of thank yous, but really it's her that did this. And so Dee... Who, who's to blame? What, how did this happen? Um, I was ha- married and having bad sex. That's probably what started it. And I really, you know, I used to read like a romance book and everybody was having good sex and I thought it was a lie. And then I read sex blogs and they were all having good sex. And I said, they must, there must be something to this. And that started my journey. And I felt I wasn't educated. And if I had some of the knowledge that was out there, I would have been probably having better sex for a longer time. And so I want everybody to have the ability to have that knowledge in every aspect of sexuality. It's not just about actual active sex. So, I mean, from there, I, we had talked a little bit and you started a, a sex blog anonymously 
right? Mm-hmm. For when you're like kind of exploring yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then how did it go from you being one of a myriad of sex bloggers out there to being a uh, head bitch? Um, I guess I'm an overachiever, huh? <laughs> no, I, I was writing a sex blog New York, in New York and um, I just, I got involved in other bloggers in New York and going to some stuff in New York and I created the New York sex blogger calendar with my friend Tess and we did it for a couple of years in a row and we kept going to more and more things and different things and I saw so many different people educators you mean like conferences or like workshops or well that's the thing I went to a panel in 2009 sex in America with Esther Perel and Corey Silverberg in New York and and Esther had published her book mating in captivity and for people in relationships, especially long-term monogamous marriages, it's a great book because I all of a sudden I, I sat there going, wow, she's talking about me. Like here was someone who understood what was going on inside of me, but I had nobody to tell. And I wanted to go to more of that, but there wasn't more of that. There was conferences, like I could go to a kink conference, weekend conference, but I didn't really want to have sex. I mean, I wanted to have sex, just not in a, with everybody else. And I just wanted to talk about sex. So... I said, well, I can do this. And with Tess, we created momentum. And then everybody said, bring it west. You West Coasters kept bugging me. So I said, let me go west. And I ended up here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you say, and, and, you know, and then so we just created momentum. I know. <laughs> yeah. I have no event planning background. I, I actually have a job, a like, boring everyday job that we all go to. And I just said, well... Complain. We can plan a conference. That's not hard. And I called a hotel and asked for prices. And, you know, there was a lot of things I learned along the way about event planning, like, you know, additional charges, AV. I didn't realize, oh, speakers would want to, like, maybe do PowerPoint. And there was this, oh, and then I need badges. But now it's, I pretty much got it down to a science, I think, to the point that I'm on the East Coast. The conference was on the West Coast and I was able to pull it off. Yeah, that's um, after only two years of experience, single-handedly. <laughs> that's really impressive. Well, it wasn't single-handedly. Like, you know, there was logistic things like all the swag and supplies. And um, Adela of Finance Marketing, she's a friend of mine, and she said, ship it all to me. And I filled up, I think, an entire room in her house. And I probably ordered several more drinks for that. But, you know, there was things like that. I had a lot of help, a lot of sponsors. You know, um, and did you grab those sponsors yourself? Yeah, actually. Well, Adela, you know, she has the contact at Wicked and she pitched to them. So she helped me. But some I knew myself, some contacted me, some had heard about it and wanted to be part of it. I am particular in my sponsors. I want them to represent the message I feel is important about, you know, sex positivity and, you know, getting the right message out there and not shaming and, you know, producing quality toys that they actually care about what people are putting in their bodies. And that brings me to my gold sponsor, Aneros, who launched their female product at this conference, which is huge because in this industry, everybody does industry shows. And here is a manufacturer who wants women, it's a Kegel exercise, exerciser, he wants to, you know, concentrate on sex, of, you know, sex lives and sexual health. And that's, I think, groundbreaking for a company. I appreciate them very much. <laughs> and the CEO is pretty cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> my, st- my staff's in love with him. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we could get into all the nerdy details of event planning. But, I mean, honestly, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, then I did this. Uh, I made this conference. But really, the self, I mean, is there self-doubt involved? Or are you just like a com- confident person? Or like, where does this strength? No. Uh, you know, it's funny. I tell people, I was, I'm really shy. Like, I was incredibly shy until somehow I got involved in this. But, yeah, I was the person who was like, was always on the outside of the circle. Um, you know, everybody has been congratulating me and thanking me so much this weekend for doing this. They love it. And it's. To me, that's wonderful to see people, you know, all being able to come and take in all this content and love it. But it's it's not that difficult because I put out a call for speakers and all these people want to speak at it. So, you know, there are hard things to doing a conference. But when you think about all the people involved, they make the conference and they want to talk about it, you know, and there's some pretty amazing people here. I mean, I was thrilled to get Buck Angel. I've always wanted to get him at a conference. Ugh. I do appreciate Buck Angel. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's great and he has a, a wonderful message and it's important. You know, my whole philosophy around Catalyst Con, I call it the melting pot of sexuality, and knowledge is power. We're always afraid of what we don't know, and we want to push it away. And if someone comes to hear Buck talk, but then goes and sits in a relationship or a sex worker session, and they, they, it becomes humanized, and they learn, and they're educated, and then the, the concept is they go home and create that change in their neighborhood. They change one person's mind. So, yeah, they, they set off the spark, the spark creating and the spark igniting uh, change. And I think it's important because I think that's where it's got to start, that it's got to start with everyone. If everyone just gets one more person and they get one more person. And before you know it, we can start changing some of the crazy stuff that's going on. I mean, come on. I got some guy telling me, you know, if I'm raped, I can't have an abortion or I can't have birth control pills. I mean, a man telling me what I can do with my body. That's bullshit. Word. (laughs) I mean, you know, let me tell him what he could do with his body. (laughs) Right. No more ejaculating for you, sir, unless it's in a vagina. Yeah. I, I mean, telling people who can get married. I just think there's and we shame sex so much. You know, I'm, we, everything, as soon as you bring sex into it, it's like, we can't talk about it. You know, we're not doing proper sex education for our kids in school. We're not even educating adults who never got sex education. So women who are, you know, in their forties and fifties becoming single again, Mm -hmm. they don't know to use condoms and practice safe sex. And now they're all getting, you know, STDs because there's no education and we don't, talk about it yeah look at this i'm making the uh yeah yeah i know, I know. Face. Uh. i mean i'm like okay let me climb down off the soapbox now but it's just like it amazes me because it's so simple and yet because we throw that word sex in there then it totally changes it no i mean the the ignorance and the problems resulting of that is it's it's rampant and pervades so many aspects of so many people's lives we don't even realize it um so this conference is very important for all of that um, I guess I had a question just to finish it up. Oh, this is a question for you personally, because a lot of people are asking themselves about like, well, how can I help? You know, do we all need to have sex podcasts? Probably not. Um, do we all need to plan conferences? Probably not. But in all of this, in the crazy and the event planning, because you weren't an event planner and <laughs> getting people together and seeing all of this what lights you up about it? Like, where, where is your... Because you seem lit up by it. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, your panel that you were on, the sex ed panel, it was so diverse of all different forms of sex education. And, you know, what lights me up is seeing things like that and having others see it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you do a podcast and you're getting a message out worldwide. I do a conference. I'm bringing people in together, which I think is also important. The bonding aspect of spending a weekend with people you can be totally comfortable with. Oh, yeah. But I think anyone, someone can go home, you know, and hang out with their friends and say, you know, by the way, you know, and start talking about one of the sessions they went to. Mm-hmm. And so I think anyone can do anything and any, any change they create, however big or small, is going to make a difference. So yes, I do it. I do it on a little bit larger scale, but I think everybody who comes makes a little bit of a change just by being here and creating that chance for people. That seems to be like the the gem or the the core of what right. Like you know, I did the social lubrication. Redid the social lubrication, which I had asked him to do because. One of the other goals is to go home with a new friend, a new connection, someone, you know, like you meet someone and go, yeah, I do a podcast. Oh, I do this. Hey, let's produce this. You never know what's going to grow out of something. Mm-hmm. And that's very much how all this came about. And what I do every day is, you know, how it came about. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. D. Yes. Where can everyone find you and find out more about all this awesome stuff you do? Um, I'm on Twitter, D. Dennis. D-E-E. D-E-E, Dennis, I'm on Twitter. Um, the Catalyst 
con.com website has all the information. Uh, we announced it here. It's not on the website yet because I just haven't had time. There's going to be a Catalyst Con East in D.C. next March. And the call for speakers is technically open. I just haven't had time to put it on the website. But, yeah, so that's going to be the next event coming up in March. All right, March in D.C. So this is uh, pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And already a lot of people here at the conference are talking about coming to D.C. to speak. And, and it's people who normally I never see in D.C. speaking. So that, I think, is also powerful. I should probably apply to do something. Yes, I keep telling you. <laughs> oh, I just I like sitting and taking notes and not being. Oh. No, the panel was a wonderful opportunity for me um, to, and I was very nervous, but everyone was very kind. Um, so and you just you know crack a couple jokes and act socially awkward, and everyone yeah. realizes I'm. <laughs> I hate public speaking. I really hate, but like I had to get up last night and speak. I hate doing that. And well, you were so hot. You had the best dress on. <laughs> I was just totally checking you out. I'm it sorry, was the shoes. It. Did you see the shoes? I didn't see the shoes. Oh, I had them. They were uh, cream color and real black spike heels about this high with all studs on the back. That's right. I, know, I was checking you out in the dress. And then later when you were acting like your feet hurt, then I was like, come on, you can take off your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Right. Oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but no, I think... Uh, you know, once again, that panel, you know, people think sex ed, oh, sex ed in school, sex ed, you know, and yet there were so many different forms of sex education. We can do it so many different ways. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm thrilled. You're three for three now. You got to definitely be in D.C. You haven't missed a conference yet. <laughs> I am. I mean, if you if you talk to the people that, that I conference with kind of my my group of, you know, check-in buddies at these things are like you're always here you're always learning i'm like yeah it's really hot <laughs> it turns us on yeah well that's what we're sex nerds sex geeks totally that's what this is a weekend of it it's our weekend retreat yeah oh yeah we need like a like a circle jerk for massage where we all just get in one of the rooms and just like back rub and then turn around and do back rubs the other way i have a nice big suite next door <laughs> Let's get the back rub, <laughs> Saturday night back rub situation going. I like this. Anyway, uh, have a wonderful rest of your conference, literally your conference, uh, and uh, I'll see you out there. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 